was reading up on some of the uh, proposals uh, that are being uh, looked through in order to try and salvage this academic year. And um, before I start going off, uh, let's just give the Department of Education space uh, to give us their view on exactly what is supposed to happen. You may have also seen um, an online reading campaign run by an organization called uh, Africa Teen Geeks. And um, they are uh, talking about, you know, various celebrities who will be joining in this campaign. But also just like to hear the department's view and whether they are involved in this in any way. But I do believe we do have uh, Mr. Elijah Mflanga with us now. Uh, Mr. Mflanga, thanks for speaking to us on Update at Noon. Yeah, but can I good afternoon. Thank you so much for tuning to again. Mr. Mzanga, let's just start by taking a look at uh, some of the proposals, the options that have been put forward in trying to salvage the 2020 academic year. Well, one of them is to look into the uh, holidays to see if we need them in their current form and shape and length, Um, but also to see if... uh, Learning shouldn't be extended in the day, and if we can't use some of the weekend days, like a Saturday, uh, we're basically trying to get back to our previous experience of rescuing situations like this one, such as in the Nerafong uh, circumstances and the Vuane situation as well, where uh, learners went on for months without any learning, but were able to recover. So we are basically rereading our own uh, past work to see how that can be applied in this uh, instance. And then who's involved in this initiative, Mr. Mflanga? All stakeholders are involved. Uh, we have held a series of meetings. Last week, the minister uh, conducted a meeting of uh, teacher unions. The DG did the same. And uh, the minister also spoke to teacher unions as well as SGB associations, uh, where it was agreed by all that there needs to be some extraordinary work and sacrifice put in to rescue the 2020 school year because we believe we still can, even though some people feel it's already been lost and we don't believe that is the case. And then when you say all stakeholders, do you believe that there would be a need to perhaps um, uh, speak to parents more broadly than just addressing the SGBs? SGBs are parents. Uh, parents are organized for SGBs, and right now, in the, in, the, in the case of a lockdown, you can't get parents together, as we always do. So you speak through their representatives, even with them. You're not able to get them into a room, as we always do. So you use a teleconference, use technology to try to get them on the line, and we have discussions on various things. Remember, some of these associations are based in different parts of the country, so you can't transport them, they can't move. You have to find people where they are. And anyway, what process would there be right now to do that when there's no uh, freedom of movement because of the lockdown? So we use the platforms that are there in terms of the Schools Act to communicate with our stakeholders. So, And anyway, this is an administrative matter, which we believe parents will support anyway because all of them are anxious about their kids getting back to school. And most of all, they want to know what will happen once their kids are in school. So those are the things that we're discussing with the leadership of the different uh, formations that uh, play a role in the basic education sector.
I'm sure they are, Mr. Mthangan. Hence, I specifically asked beyond uh, the SGBs. And you ask how perhaps uh, employing the virtual platforms that exist, perhaps employing the media, uh, you know, finding innovative ways around it. And I ask this because in as much as parents are concerned about uh, the academic activity and the loss of the academic year, there are other factors that come into play as well. One is uh, immediately reminded of children's safety, uh, like the Letitia Jansen situation where a child uh, lost her life simply because scholar transport moved the time uh, to collect children to an hour earlier. So obviously there would be very many factors that need to be taken into consideration. Yes, but for for learners uh, that are 13 million, it's difficult to have a perfect scenario where all of them will be catered for in exactly the same way to prevent such things. Where criminality takes place, we need to uh, get the police to do their work. What we are doing here right now is to work on a comprehensive recovery plan, which is going to get the school year back on track again with the support of everyone. So we hope that based on previous experiences, the consultative uh, channels that we use are being applied at this point, and we haven't received any complaints from anybody, even on social media or anywhere where people are able to contact us. All that we need to do now is to wait for the minister to unveil the details of the plan uh, later this week via a media briefing, which has been one of the most important forms of communication at this point, to tell people what is happening on the basis of the discussions, assessment, as well as deliberations that have taken place. So that's what we are going to be doing. If there's any feedback, people will be able to do that because we still have time uh, to receive such if people feel the need to do that. In fact, we are receiving emails from other people with other suggestions, which we are also considering. So if there's any input, it can come through that particular channel. So with regard to the initiative between the department and the the SABC, can you just give us a little bit more about uh, the detail on that? Yeah, that one is working well at the moment, and we appreciate the involvement of the SABC, uh, which has been very useful at this point. We're using SABC 1, 2, and 3 uh, for lessons uh, every day. We're also using 13 radio stations of the SABC, which are reaching millions and millions of South Africans every day. We are uh, transmitting lessons there, which are helping our learners. But we also have a catch-up channel on YouTube where people can go and retrieve lessons that they've missed or lessons they want to repeat. So that's one of the uh, means that we are using at the moment to try bring some form of education in the home in the absence of any uh, schooling that should be taking place by now. And just a final question, uh, the Africa Teen Geeks, uh, an online reading campaign um, that's doing the rounds on social media. Is the Department uh, of uh, Basic Education aware of that? And uh, is the department in any way involved in it? Yeah, the department is aware of it. That's an initiative of Africa Teen Geeks, who happens to be a partner of the department. And they got together and uh, came up with an idea of what could be done during the lockdown. They created two projects. One is a reading club where they've got their friends, some of them are well-known South Africans, who do different things to raise awareness on reading. And uh, those people have volunteered their time to just encourage the great R's to three 
uh, to read and uh, just reading online and just being watched by kids and uh, demonstrating what should be happening in their home where the kids are reading to their parents and parents are reading to their children. That being the first one. The second one is where uh, they have a digital classroom where qualified teachers are being used, but they also have student teachers who have said they are available to impart their knowledge of what they have learned thus far to, to, to teach. So it's no formal education. No one is employed by any school whatsoever. It's just an initiative which has been sponsored by a large South African company which has seen the need to get involved in this difficult time to try support learners using the digital platforms. Well, thank you to Elijah Mplanga, spokesperson for the Department of Basic Education. And we're joined now by Africa Teen Geeks founder, Lindy Matlali. Thanks so much for your time as well this afternoon. Thank you for having me. Uh, Ms. Matlali, can you just start uh, by just telling us more about the objective of this reading campaign? Um, the objective of the reading campaign really is to encourage parents um, to read with and for their children. Um, and then, you know, to create awareness, then we used celebrities that have been supporting us and, you know, over the years to lend their time to read um, so that we can, because if you use celebrities, you're able to read, to reach a, wi- um, a wider population and actually be able to create awareness. So that's why we ask the celebrities to, you know, read three books each um, in um, English and um, and also the native languages. And it's not only celebrities. We also have professionals. We also have um, politicians. Like we also have, uh, for example, Dr. Mlambo Nuga, um, who's also going to be reading. We have um, one of um, my fellow commissioners from um, the the fourth industrial revolution. Um, um, who, uh, he will be reading as well. Um, so it's um, it's a, a why it's a, it's basically people coming from business and um, civic society and celebrities as well. So what do you make, uh, Ms. Matlali, of the backlash uh, of on the choice of uh, celebrities uh, to be part of this campaign? Um, I actually, I must say, I was really, really perplexed because part of it was, you know, initially I thought it was a misunderstanding, people thinking that these celebrities were teaching. Once we clarified that, then it was more like, well, you should have used teachers for your campaign. And then there were people also coming to us and say, well, you should have used writers. Um, and, and for me, it really became difficult because at this stage, I'm struggling to understand what it really is about. Celebrities are used all the time to, um, to create awareness about initiatives. Even now, the Department of Health is using celebrities to ask people to stay at home. And no one is saying, why are you using Solisi, um, I mean, um, um, uh, Colisi, instead of using doctors? So for me, it's really difficult to say, why are we being attacked for using celebrities when they're used everywhere? Why is it a problem now? And these people, they're really amazing people who are donating their time. And some of them are parents. So they, you know, it was around showing how they can reach to their kids. So honestly, uh, Sakina, I have no idea why. And it's really, it's very difficult for me to understand. Because initially, when it was a misunderstanding, I thought, okay, maybe we didn't communicate well enough. Once we have 
communicated is still an issue. Why did you use celebrities? So I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. At least some of the messages that I saw were from teachers uh, who themselves who said that they are qualified teachers, they are unemployed, and why are they perhaps not being roped in to do this? Uh, Have you since thought about perhaps involving qualified teachers in this campaign? Um, we, the point is we, we actually do have teachers that we have em, uh, employed to actually teach. So as I said, we have, like, our teachers come from everywhere. We've got teachers, actually one of our teachers is from a township. He's been teaching literally outside because he said to us that's the only place where he has a proper signal at his place. And we have student teachers. So we've really tried to be as inclusive as possible to make sure that the, the platform and the teachers we use uh, cater for everybody. So it's very um, – and also when we made a call for applications, we got 9,000 um, uh, applica- uh, applications, and we could only take 56. So um, that is also very, it shows obviously the need, you know, of, um, of unemployment and people wanting for opportunities. But we are a non-profit and we just answered the call from government to come up with a solution to help during the COVID-19. Um, so we're not really thinking that, okay, we've got the solution for everybody because we cannot. And we just wanted to use our small resources, really little resources, to make a difference where, where we can. And unfortunately, we cannot be able to please everybody, but we did try. Well, that's Lindiwe Matlali, and uh, she is the founder of Africa Teen Geeks. And-